are Locked On, Locked On, Locked On Hornets, your daily Charlotte Hornets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in. This is Locked On Hornets presented by Hive Talk Live. It's Hornets Talk for the hardcore fan. I'm Doug Branson. Joined by someone who was targeted by Cam Newton more than Kelvin Benjamin on Sunday, David Walker. Man, we are just—that's a crossover. That's not a shot, though. That's just stating the facts. I mean, that, but 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 we are the facts you know, are the facts. Sister. The facts are facts, and that's uh, that's a fact. Big show coming up, David. We've got our first thoughts on the full training camp roster released by the Charlotte Hornets and. ESPN releases their first shot at the NBA power rankings. Mark Stein in on that. We'll have our thoughts on where the Hornets landed. Hint, it's kind of luck. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network podcast on your favorite teams. Delivered week daily. Panthers fans head to iTunes after the show and subscribe to the Locked On Panthers podcast with host Steve Reed. Get caught up on the uh, Panthers news after that a first what first home loss in in seven years or something like that I don't know uh, yeah, so like fourteen games yeah oh, jeez all right if you have a question a comment about the Hornets or you want to sponsor the show email us at buzzbuzz at hivetalklive dot com okay before we get started uh, we're we're going to talk about ESPN power rankings they debuted Mark Stein's uh, rankings where the Hornets uh, fared for that. We're going to talk about that and and also a couple of other things to get you ready for media day today. Starts at 1245, by the way. You can uh, watch it live on hornets.com. So check that out. Uh, But first, I want to get to uh, some comments that we got on our Locked On Hornets depth chart preview week post on atthehive.com. It's a segment we call Forum. I hardly know them. Please listen carefully. Okay, so our first comment here coming from Benjamin G, titled "Always Fun to Listen." Thanks, guys. I think he's he's buttering us up, David. I think the boom, like he's going to hit us with the boom here. I think uh, he says, "Looking forward to the season starting," and thought I'd listen in. You guys are great. Uh, one thing I disagree about: the small forward position is fine, more than fine. It is deep. What other team has two legitimate starting small forwards on the team? If MKG is injured, Nick Batum can and will play small forward just like he did last year after we acquired uh, Courtney Lee. Also, you guys totally missed another key player at small forward. Marvin Williams started quite a few games as small forward for us when Cliff decided to go big, including five out of the seven playoff games against Miami. So thanks for the comment, Benjamin G. Uh, love all those comments there on atthehive.com. Keep them coming. Uh, so, David, for, for, I'll toss it to you, David. Your thoughts on on that? Um, valid point, certainly. I think we have discussed Marvin sliding back to that uh, three spot, especially you brought that up. We may not have hit on that during the uh, during that small forward preview. According to Benjamin G, we did not. So thanks for keeping us honest there. But I think, you know, it all comes down to MKG because, uh, you know. Um, he makes the, he makes the difference. Yeah, I mean, he's the difference right. maker. And and I think all of those situations that Benjamin G laid out are less than ideal. 
and because you, yeah. you don't not want to say they won't happen yeah because they probably will at some point but yeah not ideal that, that's what i was trying to force out of my mouth there so yeah i think you're right yeah i mean nick batum i think is going to play his best basketball when he's at the off guard position i think marvin williams is going to play his best basketball for the charlotte hornets when he's at the power forward position and he's right i mean the hornets had to go big against miami because what miami was was scheming them out of so you had to slide Marvin into into that position, but that's because another team was forcing you to do that. So ideally, I mean, if you want to win a playoff series, you've got to force the other team to do something as opposed to having to adjust what you've been doing all season. And, and you know, he's right. P.J. Harrison stepped in into that shooting guard position and was, was able to guard uh, multiple positions. But when I look at this roster right now, I look at Bellinelli, who Ben Jamin G also mentioned uh, would have some struggles defensively against guys who are bigger, but so would Jeremy Lamb if you slide him to small forward. And uh, so I think there are some issues that you don't really, I don't really see a PJ Hairston on this team who you could plug in if MKG were to go down early again, which is why I, I'm looking at a guy like Trevion Graham, who I think could make this roster. And because he has the ability to guard shooting guards and some bigger small forwards, he's a really good defender. So I think the Hornets have to look for somebody like that to put behind MKG and could play the shooting guard position if they did have to slide Nick Batum over, but could also back up MKG in that small forward position. I don't think that anybody they put behind MKG if MKG is healthy, will get a lot of playing time because I think you do have some great flexibility with Batum, Marvin, you know, in in the middle of that depth chart. But I think just for safety's sake, you got to find somebody who can defend multiple positions. Right now, they don't have that guy. Yeah, I mean, ideally, you don't want to cover one of your starters with another starter. Um, so I think that's where that's what we were getting at with the depth and sliding Batum or anyone else ever behind MKG. So um, good comments, though, Doug. I mean, definitely brought up some, some good points. Again, we may have visited them uh, on previous shows, but yeah, make the, make sure you keep those comments coming. That's the big thing uh, at thehive.com or buzzbuzz at hivetalklive.com. Okay, the uh, again training camp starting tomorrow, and we had uh, we we saw that Perry Ellis, uh, former Kansas star, put uh, pen to paper, officially signed with the Charlotte Hornets, bringing their training camp roster to nineteen. You, you, most of the names you know, a couple you may not. Andrew Andrews who played at Washington last season, was big in the Pac-10 last year, a six-foot-two uh, six guard. And let's see, who else? We've got uh, Rashid Suleiman, played at Duke, played at Maryland, six-four guard. Mike Toby, another seven-foot uh, center out of Virginia. He'll be, he'll be competing in a pretty crowded uh, front court, so th- that'll be tough for him. Christian Wood out of UNLV, uh, sp- uh, spent some time with the 76ers. Uh, this will be his uh, second year in the league, six foot eleven forward. So, and I've already mentioned Trevion Graham. Am I missing anyone? Scrolling up this uh, lineup here, Aaron Harrison, obviously, and then Perry Ellis. So, uh, a couple of names you may not know. They'll all be competing for what essentially is one spot because the Hornets have nineteen on their training camp roster. David, they can only take fifteen into the season, and they can only have twelve active players night in night out you have to deactivate three guys right so uh there there is one spot though one remaining spot that aaron harrison took up last season 
that uh, these uh, four or five guys will be competing for. Yeah, always fun to watch. I mean, you have any inside track there, Doug? I mean, you think might be might be that guy. I th- you know again I'm I'm sort of big on Trevion Graham right now because I think he mm-hmm. fits he fits a role he fits a need that the Hornets have when you just look across the depth chart but they could you know say hey look we do have a lot of positional flexibility with Marvin Marco and uh, Jeremy Lamb and if one of these other guys like Andrew Andrews who's a knockdown shooter from outside if they think they need extra shooting uh, you know he's a small guard he's he's trying to transition more to the to the point guard position, uh, if 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 he impresses, I, I could see that happening. Perry Ellis is a guy that apparently they really like. He doesn't he doesn't have you know really crazy athleticism or or things that that make you you know wow. And he wasn't drafted, but you know he the, the Hornets like him a lot, so he could be a possibility. I mean, it's all about training camp. I mean, this is the time that these guys have to uh, really impress. And a couple of these guys showed out in uh, in summer league, including Trevion Graham, including Mike Toby. So they've already made that good first impression. Aaron Harrison is a guy who, again, was on the roster last season, didn't have a great summer league. So I think you know he had the inside track, but now may have given some ground to some other guys. Yeah, I was going to say if anyone just comes out there and sets it and sets the world on fire from three or something like that, or just goes out and proves they can be a consistent offensive force um you know that might be something i don't know who that some of those guys you mentioned maybe um but that would be the only thing that i might look out for uh, on top of everything you mentioned because we know clifford's already down on the offense right or doesn't think they'll score as many points whether that's a little of uh you know downplaying or or trying to temper expectations we'll see but uh certainly if you come out and make uh, an impression shooting the ball that can help your chances so we'll see if guys like Andrew Andrews or maybe Rashid Suleiman or someone like that can do that or even Trevion Graham who isn't or wasn't known I think before last season his season in the D-League in the latter half of that D-League season he really improved his three-point shooting was able to shoot really well from outside in, in summer league this season I think he's a guy that not only fills a role, I can't. I, I don't want to shortchange him because I think he's got a lot of talent, and, and he he's really known as sort of more of an ISO drive to the basket type of player offensively, and he's a he's just an instinctually great finisher. Like he doesn't he doesn't blow you away with quickness or explosiveness, but he just knows how to just contort his body and, and put the ball in the basket. and And it sounds weird, but some guys who do have that explosiveness, who do have the, have the speed, get to the basket and just can't put the ball in the cup. Well, Trevion Graham is not that guy. He, he, he definitely he knows how to score in bunches. So we'll keep an eye on that. Again, we've got uh, Justin Thomas there at Media Day collecting uh, some players and, and the coach's thoughts. We'll have him on Tuesday. want to try to get Steve Reed in here who's covering the Hornets Media Day for the AP as well. I want to try to get him in here on Wednesday, so keep an eye out for that. Got to talk about ESPN power rankings. We might as well, since since we're mere hours before we actually get to talk about you know some things that players are saying or or coaches are thinking. We might as well finally talk about some uh, uh, some power rankings. Mark Stein's ESPN NBA power rankings debuted on Friday, and if you've been following any of our preseason ESPN ranking coverage, you're, you're pretty much going to know what's coming. A large drop for the Hornets. 
They come in at number 17 in these power rankings. That's 10 spots down from their seventh place final finish in 2015-16. I believe those rankings came out right before the playoffs. So that final ranking uh, for the Hornets, 17. Here's what uh, Steiny had to say in the blurb. Exactly how much has Charlotte lost through the exits of Al Jefferson, Courtney Lee, and Jeremy Lin? ESPN forecast pegs the Hornets to win 43 games down from 48 last season while the Las Vegas Superbook tagged them with an over-under of just 39.5 wins. What seems clear, whichever projection you prefer, is that the Hornets' top eight status in the East is under threat on top of losing the All-Star game. Oh! She just had to, <laughs> had you to know, get just the, dig. the knife just a little bit. Steiny. Steiny had to get that yeah. little, just, it's, it's, like, it's like something up under the fingernail. That's it's like come on, man. Um, uh, seriously, but, David, uh, but that that that's kind of the theme, though, right, Doug? I mean, that's where people kind of have them slotted, except for national like the Vegas odds we talked about last week. Yeah, the national theme, David, is or the national question on the Hornets at this point is how are they going to replace the production that they got out of Al Jefferson, Courtney Lee, and Jeremy Lin, which I think. Short it shortchanges what they were able to do before the All Star break last season, which didn't require really the 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 services of Al Jefferson for a majority of that and Courtney Lee for any of that. It, it certainly right. required Jeremy Lin and his fantastic play, along with several guys off the bench who had a fantastic start of the season. But I, I think it's it's part of that. You co- you come out of the playoffs and you have that sort of laser focused on what made them successful in the playoffs. And it, 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 I think it sort of messes with your judgment about what a team can do in the, in the regular season or the first half of the regular season. Yeah. And I think what's interesting again, um, as I always like to point out, uh, that these, so these power rankings, the way it's shaked out, the Hornets are seventh in the East. So, Hey, there's some good news there, but you know that. But he he explained a little bit how he does that ranking. Um, you know, up top, it's not. I don't. It's not necessarily exactly like where they would finish, right? It's based on several things. A lot of pluses and minuses of the off season. Uh, you may mention that, but that's that was the theme for me. But were there any surprises on there for you, Doug? Or teams that you know were up high? Of course, we. I was looking for the Pistons, of course, and the Jazz, who who got some good marks. Uh, anyone else jump out to you as maybe too high, too too high or too low? Well, the the Pistons came in at, at fourth, would be essentially fourth in the East. Uh, that's no surprise mm-hmm. if you've been paying attention to the offseason rankings through throughout the the, the national uh, media sphere. Uh, I, I'm just mm-hmm. surprised. I think generally, not just by these rankings, but several rankings about how down people are on the Southeast Division in general, because. Ooh, yeah. The Atlanta Hawks were only slotted a few spots above the Hornets, and then right below, right, right below the Hornets, you have uh, the Heat and the Wizards. So the, I just think I look across the Southeast. I know the the Hawks Jumbo. lost the Horford, and I, I but they they do get Dwight Howard, which he could replace uh, some of that production. I just I, I don't I know the Heat. You know it looks like they've lost Bosch for the season. Unfortunately, maybe yeah. who knows? A lot of question marks around that. But they've got they've still got a lot of talent. The Wizards have a lot of talent. I'm just surprised. I think the Southeast Division, more than any other division, has an opportunity to surprise folks. 
because both the you know both the Hawks and the Hornets and the Heat had forty eight wins last season. So, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You saw that's the a lot. Draft. Of, that's it a was... lot of victories for a division that is now really being slotted below a lot of other teams. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I hear you. Uh, it's 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 all around this. You know, like like I said, it's all around these off seasons. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how how it shakes out because. Here we are again. I just I think, I think generally, I, I think generally, people overestimate the value of losing a player and all, and underestimate mm-hmm. the value of gaining a player. I think that's just generally a, a rule of punditry. Maybe yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. All yeah. right, well, let's talk about one more thing. So we'll, we'll get rid of the rankings for now. Well, I'm sure we'll check back in with with the Steiny rankings. Uh, I'm sure I'll oh, yeah. post one sometime during the preseason. Which, by the way, October third, preseason wow. begins. We're so close to actual, you know, ball on hardwood. Um, <laughs> I said it, and I'll I will I said it. Um, thanks for listening to Locked On Hornets, presented by Hive Talk Live. Follow us on Twitter at Hive Talk Live. Subscribe to us on iTunes, and while you're there, give us a five star review. Help hardcore Hornets fans like yourself find this podcast. We want to hear from you. Email us your Hornets thoughts, your questions, your comments to buzzbuzz at hivetalklive.com. Hive Talk Live is a presentation of SB Nations at thehive.com. We're back again tomorrow morning with Justin Thomas on what he learned from Hornets Media Day. Again, if you want to watch it live, hornets.com, 1245 p.m. For David, I'm Doug. Go Hornets. Go America. We're almost there, folks. Home stretch. Let's swarm Charlotte. So what if I like to stay up late and watch TV? Don't care.